I just think I will open the car door for you to like kind of like be romantic, but I'm but you smack know. your ass on the way. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's I'm, the third date. Um, can I? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Almost Cool. I am Martin and Hooters over there. Hello, hello, over here. He's over there, I swear. <laughs> over there, I swear. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, living on top of the world. I got to like, wait, readjust my mic. There, there we go. On top of the world. <laughs> this is so unprofessional. <laughs> hey, unstructured. Isn't that what we preach? <laughs> Dude, I've been hearing more and more about having an unstructured podcast and just the benefits of that. Yeah, yeah. I've we been have hearing some, some really good things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we we know some really good people that really opened our mind to the unstructured life of this podcast or the way we should do our new podcast. <laughs> we have in the, I almost said in the, yeah, in the studio, <laughs> we have Sydney and Haynes from Straight From The Pod. How are you guys doing? Straight From The Tap Pod. <laughs> oh my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we both fucked up the names the, of our each podcast. other's names yeah it's only fair it's only what's fair. up y'all hey how's it going guys thanks for having us yeah straight absolutely we're excited tap straight from the peapod exactly <laughs> straight from the peapod it sounds oh, like man. a different tap oh boy oh <laughs> well um i think today is going to be really fun I think we have a really good show for you guys today. We have, uh, I think we have had a lot of people reach out to us lately about relationships and how they want to hear about relationship anxieties and our breakup stories, not our, but like, you know, anxieties within those and heartbreaks. So I think this week we're going to, I think we're going to deliver. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. we need to pull the gun on this hooter and I, we've been, we've been putting not this one off for a while. Um, yeah, definitely. We're doing, we actually, we had this this was what our like third recording that we did and we kind of scrapped it just because it was yeah. too much it, was it too got much yeah time. i it was too much because i put too much hatred into it <laughs> i was like pretty mad oh um, man yeah it was a rough time but buckle up everybody anxiety can give you anxiety for sure exactly oh, absolutely it's about to get real uncomfortable in here so mm -hmm. i'm excited um, that's how we yeah. thrive i'm terrified yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm specifically really excited because the my story, and I'm not saying it's like special or it's unique or anything, but I really, it would be really nice to have some clarity from a perspective that's not on my side. You know, I'm, I'm pretty biased being a male on my side. So I'm really excited to hear when I tell you, because I don't know if it's going to be a surprise. It's a pretty, I feel like Ross from Friends to kind of... Uh, prelude to this to oh, prelude is that the right preface the story yeah um but i kind of want to start with dating like do you guys like dating like like in general i Just love a, actually no i don't i fucking love dating <laughs> <laughs> like meeting new people i'm indifferent with dating <laughs> I, see for me dating is like showering because the thought of going to take a shower is like oh god i have to go take a shower it's going to take up so much time. I'd rather just go straight to bed and I don't even care if I'm dirty. Mm -hmm. Like, and when I think about dating, I'm like, oh, I have to go like talk to this guy. And I pretty much started like, I was also a late bloomer like Martin. And so I kind of started <laughs> dating 
what's up represent yeah, yeah, represent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so I didn't really start dating I had a boyfriend in college but as far as like dating multiple people and mm-hmm. playing the field I really didn't start doing that until tinder was a thing so pretty much all of my dates were like I have to go meet this person that I've never met before in real life and the thought of it was terrible but my friends just kind of pushed me to to go out there and once you get in the swing of it and you're doing it on a consistent basis I find it very fun okay like I, don't know. I guess I never like really went through the whole like trying to find someone dating thing like my boyfriends in high school were my my boyfriend in high school like was like hey you want to date and I was like sure and then we dated for like three months and then I broke up with him because he was a drug dealer <laughs> and he had sex with a teacher and Double uh, yeah <laughs> but not but My not hero. while we were dating it was later but he was just bad news it just shows that it was not good um and then my next boyfriend in college, we just like met at a fraternity party and I'm fairly monogamous. So I just kept hooking up with him and then we wound up dating and then we broke up a year and a half later. Um, and then that's when I actually experienced. So like playing the field thing, which I hated it. Like, the ones that I like. You don't like meeting new people? You're not a player? No, no, no. No, I love meeting new people. But the ones that I liked would ghost me. And the ones that I didn't like, I literally had to block their phone numbers. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Uh, there was so you, one had, guy, you had no like, yeah. gray area funness? You no. just had like the extremes on both sides? Yeah, a lot of them. And then like. I don't know. I'm one of those people that I like, I know when I like something or don't like something that it's like not hard for me to like figure it out. I'm just is it like, immediate? Like, is it, what are the key things yeah. that you like, are you instantly like, no, 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 no. Well, I had no. one guy who literally dripped sweat on me during sex. That was an immediate no. Hell yeah. Well, is that like hard work sweat or is it just <laughs> nasty grease sweat? You know no, what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Nasty. <laughs> like, like I've seen a man putting in hard work and not drip on me. Oh so, my gosh. And then there was another guy that like, you, I think you, you know, when you like look at them and you're just immediately disgusted, like another guy. Yeah, that's that, a pretty sure telltale sign. Yeah, he like slept over and I thought he was really cute. But then after he slept over the next morning, I looked at him just like the way he was sleeping. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> See, I think yeah. there, there are cues that I get immediately. Like I'm not even at the point where they're close enough to sweat on me or sleep over. And I just know. Um some I, I've gone on Tinder dates and shown up where the person looks nothing like their photo. Um in in which case like a total the, catfish? A catfish, but the the thing was the person in real life wasn't even a bad looking person. They just did not look anything like their photos. But I couldn't get past the fact that they posted these pictures that were not representative of themselves. And to me, that spoke about their character as a human being. Um, yeah yeah and so that was just 
radiating off of them the entire date. It was really bad. And I actually used my dog as an excuse to get out of there. Um, I'm like, I got to walk my dog. <laughs> like so cliche. Um, I got to go wash my dog and walk my hair. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Pino texted me. I have to go. <laughs> He's real pissed. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I think it, it, there is, um, like a chemical aspect to where there's something you can't put a word on where you can click or not click immediately. Um, but I think for me, I can be really shy in those situations. So I appreciate when a guy is kind of forward and like helps to conduct the date, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, a 50, 50 thing that needs to happen. Right. And right? it's not even, you know, Martin, last time we recorded, you talked about kind of having boundaries when you're dating um, and, you know, kind of checking in with the other person, seeing how they're doing, mm -hmm. and like kind of almost putting a label on it. Not, or that's not a good way to say it, but like, you know, Hey, is it okay if I touch you or hold your hand or do you want to kiss or some shit like that? Like that's not, that's is nice. always nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've had, I've experienced that on dates and like, I, I like, I enjoy it because the person, like, I like to know that that person is thinking about that as well. Um, so it's not even a matter of like a word or, or a description that I can say. And I think a lot of girls can kind of experience or understand that where there's some sort of chemical, especially for girls, because we're just raging hormone tornadoes where <laughs> you can just be around someone and like not even be looking at them even and just kind of know pheromones are a really weird thing okay no, i can definitely I totally, say you know when it's different i totally agree with that there was like oh man uh we talked about this in one of our past episodes maybe it was like the vices or something where i was talking about my slight turn to alcoholism <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> slight <laughs> and bro it was rough it was really rough so i like got my heart broken by this girl and then after like six months i was just like yes i'm ready to get back out there i'm so excited and within i think a month and a half i lined up like four dates like every week and each one i got just i got ghosted or they stood me up in some way and i felt like such a little piece of shit <laughs> i felt so mm -hmm. terrible about myself but there was this one time where one of the dates actually did happen and I was like, oh, she seems really cool. She seems really nice. And I feel really bad about this. I didn't know she was a vegan, but I took her to a steakhouse. And that was a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. That was a little awkward. Um, but after that, like it's the thought. This was Martin. This is the um, this is the girl who showed up at my house at like 1 a.m. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it Where, sounds like the steakhouse worked. The steakhouse <laughs> worked. No, she was very interested. Believe mm -hmm. like like it got to a point where we went out, I think three times. And on the third time I was like, you know, like this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. I think you're really cool. If you want to be friends, that's fine. Like forward and honest. Did you come out and say that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm like a very direct person when it yeah. comes to dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that is been rare. Too many instances of just being, you know, harassed or some shit. Like I, I'll tell you guys, but like two days later, she shows up at my door at like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, like hammered as fuck. 
it's just like you i don't want to break up i i want to break up with you <laughs> fuck you i was like oh this is great i love it good job yeah but somewhere along the line you can kind of feel you're like we both agree great cool yeah this is great Why are you- <laughs> that's what i said i was like we're both on the same page <laughs> <laughs> it was so such a weird interaction but i've been on a couple of those dates where i think i'll like a person more and then Maybe even during that first date, I'm just like, all right, this really isn't it. I don't want anything to do with this person at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it is really sad that a lot of people just kind of play it off and patronize you a little bit and lead you on. And then never, you never hear from them ever again. Yeah, that's, it's terrible. That's it. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't know with, with dating around, I I'm just, when I go and meet somebody I just want everyone to be comfortable. I want I want to be comfortable. I want that person to be comfortable. And that's like where my anxiety comes from because I don't want to cross any boundary that I'm like, you're going to, you know, talk about this later with your friends about it. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> uh, but like what, like if coming from like a girl's perspective, what what's the thing that the guy can, a guy can do that makes it like just so comfortable for you to be in like next to that person? You know, if you're meeting him, if like, what's the, What's the like, you know what? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> please, please do. Please do. Please. I don't think it's something that's in your control. Like, I think that's something that that comfort happens whenever you're with the right person, which is very mushy gushy. But I have, you know, been around and dated several guys, but like how I felt after, which you might be getting a clue on my dating style, but (laughs) the first (laughs) night after my boyfriend slept over, we, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. It, it, it's this thing that you feel like you've known the person forever and you're just completely comfortable that like, I felt like there was no, I was like, wait, do I like, I don't know. You feel like you already know everything that you don't need to create a feeling of comfort because it's just the right person and you're already mm, comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's yeah, yeah, in, it's not manifested. In it's my opinion, that it should be no effort. Like everything should feel completely natural in the beginning. And that's when you should feel like you're with the right person. <laughs> I kind oh, of, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that because I mean, Hooter, when you met Allison, she told you to fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, yeah, that was really nice. That was really nice. <laughs> so my girlfriend, really nice. <laughs> I worked with my girlfriend. That's where we met. And uh, <laughs> we went to like this company Christmas party. And I was like, oh, she seems really cool. I wasn't even trying to make a move on her. Like I had another girlfriend at the time. And I was just like, oh, she seems really nice. Let me, you know, buy her a drink or something. So I was like, hey, do you want this drink? She looks at me and goes, uh no i don't drink actually i have church in the morning and i can't be late i was like oh okay yeah no worries do your thing and then i hear like two days later she's like i was so fucked up at that christmas party (laughs) 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 oh god she's so sweet to me she's so nice (laughs) i actually i have a habit of telling little white lies too when i drink um so i met my boyfriend in a similar circumstance where um i get i do this thing when i'm drunk um and i think i do it when i'm drunk because i can be really shy around guys when i'm sober that i will like kind of just stare 
And whoever crosses my gaze, I'll just lock eyes with them and give them the nastiest look I could possibly like muster out of myself. And usually they'll kind of just walk over and be like, what's up? Um, So I was staring. I was really, really drunk. And I was staring my boyfriend, Austin. And this is why I believe in fate. Austin happened to cross into my path. And um, he was just bold enough to be like, yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> um, what and, is wrong with you, you freak? Yeah. And so I definitely didn't give him, you know, the best treatment on on our first meeting or our first encounter. But um, yeah, there there is something I think about um, to go back to Haynes' point where something just clicks and you don't have to put in effort or try. Um, and and that's how I felt with people that I've dated for like a long time in the past, but um I also kind of have experience just you know going on a date or two with a person and then moving on and going on on a date like the next day right um which I don't think is a bad thing like if, if you're kind of open and upfront like saying hey I'm dating or like I'm dating right now I'm not like I don't think that's a bad thing I think there's a lot of people that the word dating when, when you're referring to someone that you're dating like that word can kind of get misconstrued right where you can be dating this person and it's a bad thing if you are dating somebody else. But I think that's what the word dating means, but yeah, it's like, we're not linguists here. Who knows? Um, I figured dating is a verb, not like, you know, it's like, it's going like going out and doing things with multiple people. Not it's like dating one person. I don't know. It's like being a couple, like we're a couple. Yeah. Yeah. We're together. If you're just, if you're like, we're not dating anymore. We're a committed relationship. It's not, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, there's definitely, I've definitely had to kind of force myself to do certain things to make myself feel more comfortable. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think if I'm on a date and I am not completely comfortable, like there's like little things that I'll do to kind of fake it till I make it. And I've still had really good things come out of that. So I definitely don't think it's just solely based on just like a click connection, like, I kind of have to force myself to um, think of things to be saying constantly where I like normally I might not do that. Mm-hmm, um, right. And that is just kind of how I cope to make my own self feel more comfortable. And that way, I, like if the other person isn't speaking, at least I know that I did everything I could. And sometimes I have to force myself to make eye contact or like, you know, touch his arm or something in a in a in a playful flirty way (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm talking i'm like writing well i'm not saying that like i'm not saying that like making the relationship work is an effort but i'm just saying there's just some like natural click that you know whenever it's a good person for you that it shouldn't feel like effort to be right no it ultimately does come down to that but like i've there's been situations where i'm on a date and like going into that date i'm not comfortable and I force myself to do these things. And then by the end of the date, because I've done those things, it's been a good date. Like, right. And then again, so, to Haynes' point, like, it, you can do all those things and it might not click. But um, I, I do have to force myself a little bit when I'm on a date those, to be a good company. Yeah. What are those things that you usually have to force your way through? Is it just like, okay, I know that I can be awkward around new people and I have to try my best to not be awkward or is it just, or is it some other like internal thing that you've had to come to grips with? It's yeah. I honestly, sometimes like if I haven't done dated it in a while, I'll like 
read, go read like a magazine and touch up on like 2021's latest <laughs> dating tips and like yeah. just kind of like almost refresh my memory on on what you're supposed to do. And this is how to um, act. Teen magazine. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll go read like Teen Vogue or something. Yahoo um, Answers, girl. What's Yahoo up? Yahoo Answers. <laughs> but no, there's, there's certain things that I kind of like to go over because ultimately like if the date doesn't go well, I want it to be just because there wasn't a connection. I don't want it to be because I was bad company. So I try and remember like, okay, I need to ask him about things that, you know, he's talking about or try and find a connection about something he's saying to me, or I have to remember to, you know, not be a bitch or something. Like (laughs) I just, I I try and keep in, you know, things in the back of my head when I'm on a date about being like a good, polite person. Um, which I guess sounds bad that I have to like actively remember that. If you're being 100% yourself, they should love you for that. Yeah. I I heard, I heard this thing uh, yesterday where it's like, put your most average foot forward. Yes. Because that's what's going to be like, (laughs) that's going to be what people are going to say. That's what they're going to expect from you from now on. That's a good point. You don't want to be who you're not if they're going to be with you forever. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good point. I haven't thought of that because now that I'm hearing myself talk about it, it definitely sounds like I'm not totally myself when I go. No, no. Yeah, no, but I agree with you. I'm more, I'm like more polite. Like I'm more of like, okay, your mama raised you well, kind of, you know, more mentality when I'm on a date. Like I want that person to know I'm capable of that, you know, or like, it's not a thing where I'm like that all the time. I think that's a weird expectation to have, but right. Yeah. I I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily lying or being disingenuine. Yeah. I don't Um, think I'm like with you. I just think I will open the car door for you to like, kind of like be romantic, but I'm but smack your ass on the way. <laughs> but you know, that's I'm, the third date. Um, can I can I smack your ass on the way in? What the uh, fuck they- is wrong? <laughs> yeah, my just, dad just told just me sure to only ask, ask permission. permission. <laughs> no, no, like I don't know. I think whenever I'm complete, like if I've ever talked to my boyfriend about certain reasons why he loves me, most of the time it is things that I would never have thought of. That it's when I'm literally just 100% being myself. Like right. he thinks it's so funny on our first date when he like went to go eat his bread and butter at this like steakhouse or wherever we were. And he like, like buttered his slice of bread when my dad taught me to take a small piece off the bread and put a small piece of butter and pop it in your mouth. Mm. And so Isaac southern. went to go do that. And he, and I was like, how did your parents teach you how to eat bread? at the table? <laughs> you know? And he thinks it's so funny now. And, you know, I was just like being 100% myself, but <laughs> another person would have been so offended. Yeah. I think it's just, you got to match your humors. You got to like that kind of, cause I'm pretty oh, yeah. sarcastic or I can be a kind of a smart ass on purpose. And I, and I, but I want someone who's like, Oh, I see what you did. Okay. You fucker. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> That kind of humor can be missed so easily, and it's so bad. And then you when come it... off like the biggest dick, and you're like, "Wait, oh, I, yeah. didn't, I did not oh, yeah. like that, dude." I really, if I when I would go on first dates with people I've never met yet, like most of my relationships that I've had have been with like previous friends that yeah. just kind of clicked and grew together. But every time I tried to date a new person, I really have to like damper my weirdness and just like I'll, I'll make a joke about everything i will gladly use the word booger four times in a sentence and not fucking flinch but i really have to like back myself off and then they just think i'm even weirder because i'm 
because yeah, I'm really just sitting in the corner quietly, trying my best not to say something stupid. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. That's an interesting question. Like, do you think that a lot of successful relationships come from starting out as friends? One hundred. Yeah, yeah. But I also yeah. think they can end terrible. Oh yeah, I think those are the like, worst ones. I think it's too. the yeah. extreme. Risk I don't, high reward. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. Dang! Wow, that was. Mwah. Perfect. <laughs> high risk, high reward. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost a couple of good um, friends because yeah. we broke up. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. my ex was one of my, was one of my best friends at the, at the time. So that was. Yeah. So how do you o- overcome that with like friend groups and stuff? Has there, has it ever been an issue where like you have to take sides? Like how has oh, that played out? Um, No, because. Not for me either. I feel like. S- my situation is I'm when I met this person at the time, I already had kind of my homies on the side. I like everyone I was hanging out with, I've known for years. And then that person was brought in and then they, I mean, it's not that they, I choose sides, but like yeah. her friends that she hung out with every day. I'm not like, Hey, what are you guys doing? You know, gotcha. <laughs> I think it's just a mutual respect of if I saw them out in public and vi- vice versa, like they, if my friends saw her out in public, it would, it would be like, how are you doing? Like, Nothing happened between them, you know, gotcha. but it's like a mutual friend respect thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, yeah. it's like my previous breakup was a similar situation. Really? Yeah. yeah. That was a Mine... weird, really, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? Huh. Really? Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's sus. <laughs> <laughs> no, me and my ex, I wound up being, if y'all haven't figured it out yet, I was very big into Greek life at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and, figured it out. <laughs> uh, I know. It's kind of annoying. You even but... strat girl? What's up? <laughs> yeah. So I wound up. So my boyfriend was in a, my ex-boyfriend was in a fraternity and I became their fraternity sweetheart. And we broke up in the middle of me being their sweetheart. So I was like best friends with all the guys when we broke up. What anyway. ultimate revenge? That's Ooh. ultimate revenge. I don't what? know what that means. That's like a sweetheart TV show. Sweetheart is like the favorite girl. Like, damn, like, did the so other girls hate you then? No, I mean, it's, it's like, I bought like, like, like people actually vote budget. and like, they vote they, on a sweetheart. She's the best girl. <laughs> Give it to her. Dude, I, I, show. Am, I, I am not cut out for good guys. <laughs> it's show. like just be like a motherly role thing. Not really like a favorite, but like a, I don't know. They just I, like I mean, pick it one. sounds like they picked their favorite. It's normally a girl that's like been around. And like, for me, I looked at it as like making sure that other girls when they came to parties, like felt welcomed and weren't being screwed over. If girls uh, were being busy, I'd be like. So they hey. just like, like, yeah. That's the mother goose of the yeah, mother goose. But like yeah. we broke up and so but it was also weird. One that's hot. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. A hot, hot mother goose. Like you're not gonna hot. pick a not hot sweetheart. <laughs> um but yeah, we broke she's up nice, y'all. And, uh, <laughs> I'm actually still friends with a lot of the guys now because like he was a year older than me, so I don't know. It was weird because we went our separate ways, but like a lot of his friends were kind of like hashtag team Haynes, but it was like the younger guys. Um, so I don't know. It worked out pretty well for me because I'm like still friends with everybody that I actually wanted to be friends with. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever lost any friends in a breakup. Uh, 
in the sense of like ones that I really thought were my friends. Like uh, I've lost people who were like you were saying on the other team, if we're, you know, on the other person's like their best friend or something. I really, I liked hanging out with them, but I didn't, you know, they weren't really my friend in that way. I don't know how to just, Mm -hmm. they were, but it's, of course that's going to happen, you know, like, yeah. My, uh, my last big relationship, like we met in our dorm room freshman year or in our dorm building rather. And so all of my close friends from college, we were all, you know, in the same building. And so we pretty, they all knew my girlfriend at the time. She was friends with them. And then once we broke up, I, neither of us really lost any of the friends to each other, you know, like they're my boys, you know, they know they're like, okay, she's off limits. We can't go after her or whatever, but we're still friends with her. She's still really cool. Like one of my friends, he just went to Columbus a couple, a couple of months ago and that's where she lives now. And he was like, Hey, just let you know, I'm going to go meet so-and-so for breakfast, like just to catch up. I'm like, fuck yeah, go ahead, have fun. And then they both tell me about it. Like we have this weird mutual understanding that we're all still good friends just because we're not together doesn't mean it ruins everyone else's relationship with yeah, one yeah, another. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the hardest parts about breakups um <clears throat> is the grief of losing what comes with that. So like Martin, like you've said, I've lost friends that weren't mine when I had originally met the boyfriend, but I met them through him and they became super close to me. Um, and then I lost all of them when we broke up and I'm obviously not going to like claim that they were my friends because they were his first, but like, I really grieved over that loss and, you know, other people I've dated, there's just been things that have come along with that, that relationship. And then like, like pets or something. And it's really hard. And I think a lot of people don't really acknowledge that part of breakups and you kind of just talk about this person and and missing this person and the life that you're going to build together but um I think there's a lot more there's there's a holistic image that comes with relationships and I think it's really hard to cope at least it has been really hard for me in the past to cope with um the aspects of my life that were no longer there like I really valued having a friend group in college I went to a small college and I really didn't have many friends at all and then my last year there, I met my boyfriend and I met all of his friends and it was like the happiest time of my college years. And then it was just taken away from me. Well, take it. I did it to myself. I broke up. With <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I took it away from myself. I'm breaking up with I you. I mean, it had oh, to be bitch. done. It had to be done. The last, all right. The last straw for me for that relationship, we were in Dominican Republic um, and I'm an animal lover and mm-hmm. there's a lot of like stray animals and cats and dogs in, in those countries. Um, and I would just want to pet them all. And we were going to dinner one time and there was this little cat, um, outside the restaurant. I stopped down to pet it. And in front of all of the restaurant patrons, he goes, that's fucking disgusting. If you touch it, I'm not even going to sleep anywhere near your night. That's so gross. I can't believe you would do that. And I was like, what that's fuck (laughs) i mean yeah it probably has like fleas or something but like come on weird so yeah so i had to you know get out of that but um like that had been the highlight of my college experience and it had been a source of um like sadness for me my entire college time and so having that and then losing it and kind of the time span of a year was just, was really hard. And, and I've dealt with that in other relationships. So, yeah. You know, well, I'm, think, oh, oh okay. no, you're fine. Go ahead. 
<laughs> the hardest thing for me, like as far as a loss, it's really weird because that whenever I was single after my breakup, I dreaded upcoming weekends. It was like I had my little like routine and schedule with my like clubs and classes and exams and stuff like that during the week. And it was okay to like not go out during the week. But then like as the weekends approached, I would have so much anxiety because I had lost half of my friend group. I had been dating this guy for a year and a half. So other people assumed like Haynes might be hanging out. She might not be. They like wouldn't always invite me to stuff. And I just like would get so anxious about the weekend and like anxious about being alone and having nothing to do because I was single. Yeah, I think both of y'all saying things along those lines. I'm glad we brought that up because I think there's more than just anxiety looking for a relationship or anxiety trying to get into a relationship. But there's also that massive anxiety when you're facing leaving a relationship as well. Because you're like, oh, God, like I made so much headway with this person. Like I'm really about to just end it all. You know, like we've Mm -hmm. made so many friends together. We've had so many memories. We've had this and that. And now I'm about to just be me again without this big part of my recent life, you know? And like, that was my biggest issue. Like my last relationship, we dated for like three years, three and a half years. Like I was on the verge of proposing. Like it was, (laughs) it was a big deal. And then we went long distance and then things became clear to me that we wanted different things. And I still look, I still love her to death. She's still a great person. You know, I'll always have love for her. But I had to sit down for a good like three, four weeks. And I tell Martin this all the time. Like I had to like write out lists to like make sure this was what I wanted to do. I like put a pros and cons list together Mm -hmm. almost every day just to think this, think this through as far as I could. And even when it was time to bite the bullet and, you know, in the relationship, I was still had a million thoughts a minute about everything I was about to give up. And then I just kind of had to take a couple of drinks. And <laughs> say, I can't do this anymore, you know? Yeah. So, that makes me so sad. Yeah. That's like a real um, phenomenon. I majored in psych in college. Um, but no, there is like a, <laughs> and this applies to other things besides relationships. And it's, I, the name escapes me, but it's something where you've put all this work and effort into something and you're like, well, I can't give up now because of all this time. And then you, keep wasting more time because you you're looking at the effort that you put in the past whereas if you just stopped when it's not working you would save all that time in the future but that happens to so many people in so many relationships and then they get stuck and trapped and resentful um and it sucks yeah i think it feeds into the next relationship that you have as well because like after being single for like six months i was like all right i guess i'm ready to get out there again and I'm just like, do I really want to have a relationship with anybody right now? Like, I don't want to have to go through all the beginning steps of having a girlfriend again. Mm-hmm. You know, you preach. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't want to find out someone's favorite color. I don't want to find out yeah. what their favorite show on Netflix is right now. Like, I just want to be yeah. where I was in my last relationship, but with someone else. I want to already have like that yeah. deep emotional level with them. And that, or you never want to get to that ever again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are you in that boat currently? Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Oh shit. Yeah. I, (laughs) I was talking to my brother, uh, right after, like right after this, (laughs) really this hat. Yeah, actually. Yeah, really. I swear. I swear. 
uh, right after this happened. And um, my brother is, uh, he's uh, just, he's 31 and he's just kind of settling down and uh, he's in a relationship now um, or he's getting pretty serious, but he's just always been like a single guy and it, and not like in any means it made, I didn't just like, he's just been doing his thing. <laughs> but I'm like, man, I respect that so much because I can't think in like the next five years that anyone will get to a level where I trust them enough to even like touch me. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, and that's, and I don't, and it's weird because I look at happy people and I'm happy for them, but it's disgusting. It's like, ugh, like, ugh, that's, have you I hate, always felt like that? I, or no, like, no, this is all recent. Like, and just, I know it's like, like left, it's like, uh, I, my, I broke up with the, my ex in August. Yeah. In August, start of September, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And we, uh, and I'm not, I don't want to really paint her in a villain. I, I didn't, I don't want to like make like villainize her in this story, but this, I'm just yeah. like going to speak facts. Uh, but we had been dating or we had been friends for a whole year. We were dating for several months. We moved in together. And then a month within moving in together, she broke up with me. And, and I wasn't even at home when she like broke up with me. I was in California helping out with the wildfires and she had and like called me and did it. And I was like, oh shit. So I ha- I'm in California, like working 12, 14 hour days, six days a week, uh, fi- like fighting fires, helping out. Uh, and I'm getting this call. So I'm, I'm just like, no, I'm a man. I can handle it. Right. Like, I'm just like, what am I going to do? I still have was to there work. A, was there any premonition that something was wrong in your relationship? The week of, uh, things she was like, Hey, I'm just feeling weird. Like I'll talk to you about it later. The week, but okay. like the beginning of the week, like we've dated, <laughs> we were friends for a whole year and then dated yeah. for seven months before we, you know, so <laughs> yeah. nothing felt weird. I was, so that's, I was like, Jordan, I met you or we linked up in Lexington kind of right before I went to California or something. And I was head over mm-hmm. heels. Like I was like, Oh yeah, things were great. This is awesome. Yeah. My life is perfect. <laughs> and I just felt like I got dealt like a really shitty hand. And, uh, and like I said, I don't want to like villainize her in any means. Um, and I'm still kind of processing what actually it, everything that means, which is why I don't want to tell the reason, I guess why. Yeah. But, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, I, Jordan said something really, uh, good to me when we first talked about it and he was, and he did the, you know, you, you did the appropriate thing. You let it go. You, you, your last act of like doing this was an act of kindness and at a, an act of love. Like it was like, you let it go and then you just like said, fuck it. And I was like, okay. And I haven't talked to her since or like reached out since, uh, That's it's really weird. It, it feels weird. Like it's when you're, you go talking every day to somebody to be like, whoop, I will never talk to you again. Yeah. Like yeah. cold yeah. Turkey. It's like it's, a death. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I, she wrote me a letter and I got it in the mail a few, few months ago and like, just had that, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why did you send me this? Like angry about it, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It was just, it just felt weird. So I'm in this like nasty, disgusting, I hate love. Like we'll never have yeah. it for myself. I'm gonna. Be I mean, a- it's really recent <laughs> too, though. Like that's. Oh yeah, and then, I know that that's ago. why. Yeah, no, I know it's why it's all like super recent. I'm still having some residual feelings about it yeah. like, for sure, day by day. Do but, you guys uh, go to therapy? No, I just talked to Jordan. 
Yeah, pretty much. And we broadcast yeah, I mean, yeah, it to the world. <laughs> I just talk to myself all the time. So. <laughs> I, have a, I have a few things I want to uh, say back to what y'all just said. So first of all, in my opinion, the moment you say I am never dating anyone again, or like right now I am not going to date, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I swear that's when you're going to. That's when it gets you. Someone. That's when it happens. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like I was I in I hate Italy. that saying. It's so annoying. <sighs> It's but that's really happens. No, no, because I because like hear me out too. It's I think it's just like a mindset because you're I think uh, you told me you, you're you're very monogamous, right? And yeah. like traditionally, that's what. But I don't I don't think like I had that traditional relationship, and then I've had I've had relationships in my life where it's not open, but it's like this weird, like we're committed, but we're in separate places at all times, and we don't think about each other. Is that is that like a weird thing to? I don't know. I've, I've been in those. It's like the I, my the way I've geared the way I think I'm going to view love now is just untraditional where it's like it doesn't make sense to someone who is like they can't look at it and be like, oh, you're so in love. You're going to have married and have kids and blah, blah, blah. It's like that's not what it's going to look like for me. So that that kind of love is like Ugh. that's where the, uh, like the disgusting comes in. Cause I want to be an uncle. I want to have a huge family. I want to have, but I don't want them to be mine. I'm like, Ugh. I hear so many men <laughs> say that exact same thing. Dude, being an uncle is pretty great. Yes. I have two nephews. It's like They're... having a friend with a boat. You get all the fun, but none of the yeah. responsibility. It's so much fun to <laughs> hang out with them. But once they get on your nerves, which happens in about two hours of being mm-hmm. there, then you're just like, all right, y'all, see you later. And you get- I, I saw this really <laughs> funny post on Reddit. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I think it was um, Am I the Asshole, um, which is a really popular subreddit. People basically like talk about times where they may or may not have been an asshole. Um, and there was this one guy who was an uncle, um, same exact thing. He like clearly did not want kids, but he loved being around his nieces and nephews. And he used to wrestle with them all the time when they were young. And this has nothing to do with the, like what we're talking about now, by the way, this is just a funny anecdote. And he was like, yeah, so um, I used to wrestle with them all the time. And now my niece is 13 and she's like starting to get boobs. And the last time we wrestled, I like felt her boobs. <laughs> and now I feel really awkward, but she keeps trying to wrestle. What she, like, would I be the asshole if I tell her no? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, please no, tell her, figure out a way to tell her no. No, because like the thing is the, the younger brother is still like only seven or eight so like like perfectly good wrestling age so he's like <laughs> how, do I continue, how do I continue wrestling with my nephew but stop with my niece <laughs> you gotta start a gotta start a secret fight club man right yeah, yeah I have I read that and I'm like I don't know I don't know what you do because Sign 13, for, for, 13 for a girl thing. is such yeah. a pivotal age where if you say the wrong thing you will fuck her up yeah so my heart goes out to that uncle duly noted <laughs> <laughs> just don't start um, wrestling your nieces and nephews. Don't, don't start. Don't start it at all. Yeah, I'm a. I'm. I try to be a pacifist, so I'm. I'm good. Oh, I. Yeah. I beat the shit out of mine. <laughs> Jordan's over there, like, Ooh. dude, I'm dropping haymakers, RKOs, boy, RKOs, left and right. Man. They don't know what's happening. It's one none. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! <laughs> Dude, men have such up. an interesting way of showing affection. Dude, um, they know I love them. I tell them I love them every time I see them. Bashing their faces in. But then I love I you. Through the wall. Oh, fuck <laughs> out of you, man. <laughs> Martin, the oh, way you were broken up with brings up my like biggest breakup pet peeve is like breaking up before talking about it. And it's 
I've taken it like to my relationship now where it's like, if something is bothering you, you have to talk about it or else it will never get fixed. Because I was last time I was broken up with, it was like, he broke up with me while listing all of these things that I had no idea that he was (laughs) concerned about. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And then once he sorted out all those things that he was concerned about while we were broken up for three months, he comes back and he's like, okay, I want to get back together. And I'm like, no, no, you like did not, you decided to like push me aside while you could sort through these things instead of talking to me about it. Like, no. And so like that brings up a big pet peeve. Whenever you're talking about your breakup is your girlfriend literally did not talk to you about anything Mm -hmm. that she was worried about. And then she's like, okay, bye. Yeah, no, that makes me so mad. She said, uh, bye, but we still had a lease to sign, you know, we signed a lease together for a year. So there was like logistics. I I was in California, so I had to like wait this out and I came home and I was like, all right, now I have to move out, moved out in a week. (laughs) And I, like, I didn't get a chance to like really feel about it until honestly, me and Jordan started the podcast. And like that second episode, I was just like, I haven't even talked about it and I'm struggling to talk about it with you. And you're like, yeah, dude, you've been running around. Like you've been trying to get your shit together. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. It was crazy. He told me, he's like, yeah, we just moved into this new place. Like I think a month, two mm-hmm. months before yeah, like a month. Yeah. It was like, not like, even a month. He showed me like all the videos of him moving in. And then he's like, yeah, dude, I have to move out next week. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Do you think, rough. um, so you moved in after what, like seven months you said, mm-hmm. do you think that contributed to, your breakup um i think it no no at least not in my eyes Mm -hmm. like it because like the way i viewed it is i was in a pretty traditional like this was going to be my forever person we were going to start this journey after this uh and so i don't know us moving in was it's not a commitment on marriage or anything but it was a commitment on my like heart like it was like oh wow i'm like like, I, you know, I've dated people and I've been committed and being like, yes, but I haven't felt that like going to throw every all my eggs in this person's basket because they are my person. And I felt that way about this person. Yeah. And so when she asked, I asked her, I jokingly was like, uh, hi, you want to move in? Because her oh, roommates man. were bailing on her. Dude, and always with the cliffhanger. Dude, you cut out. You cut out. Oh, you, okay. put all, you said you, you put you all your ba- eggs in one basket. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's like I I put all my eggs in her basket. So this was like me committing fully with like, ever, like everything in me being like you're my forever. Like I like you're gonna be in my daily thoughts. You know what I mean? Like when you kind yeah. of think about it, and that so it was the next step for me, and like had no idea like that the the issue that she brought up was an issue, and I had no idea. And when I say I didn't know, uh, I was aware of like her past experiences. And so I knew, and like, we have been friends and like, I know her life up until that point. So I don't know. It was like, I wasn't blind in the way I thought I was. She just, like you were saying, didn't communicate anything to me. Like everything just, I, as soon as I got out to California, I was gone for like two and a half weeks before she called me and made this decision. And I think me being gone, she took advantage of that time to really clear her mind and see what was going on, which I'm happy, I guess, like remove yourself from the problem, get some thinking space. I get it. But I don't like me having to do that because of my job and like, you know, knowing I'm halfway like working all these hours and you're over here like thinking about breaking up with me after I just moved in with you, like being like, yes, I'm so excited. Like I was all like gung ho and excited. So I I don't want to make it like (laughs) I'm pity, like pity me or anything. I'm just I was so certain 
And I think that's the biggest trap anyone can fall into is, it's just 100% certainty. And that's, yeah. it's created a lot of trust issues for me, a lot of abandonment stuff that I'm still working out. And that sucks because I don't think at least for a while, no one's going to get to that level where I'm like, yeah, I trust you. Like, yeah, I, I will put some kind of faith in you not to do something. And that's, I don't know. That's why I'm like the traditional way of love scares the fuck out of me because how many people do you know or stories you hear about like, oh my, okay, sorry. This is a perfect example. I worked in a flower shop all week, putting together roses for people's mistresses. Like, Oh, all shit. week, <laughs> like multiple stories. My roommate Bailey had like stories, and it's just like, and so like seeing that, like on this side, working in a florist and seeing, like that, seeing how I fucked up like, people yeah, are. Like people are yeah. just fucked up, and Wait, I don't. What think, were some of the cards? Uh, I can't make this up. This guy had a twelve roses, and he rat. He like handed up I was working with a guy named Boyar. He was a Greek guy, and he gave him a stack of hundreds and to like wrap each rose with a hundred dollar bill and put it in there <laughs> and he said he wrote on the note it said the hundreds will keep it silent i swear i have a picture of it i'll send it to you guys <laughs> shit. and i'm just like standing she's there, probably like, pregnant and those are hundreds for her to oh, get an abortion no. it's something no. i don't know you know but you just oh, hear God. like uh like in comments like oh man your wife's gonna love these and he goes hmm like, like, it's like, yeah, yeah. My wife, like, <laughs> I don't know. That's it's like, crazy. It's just seeing so many. I think the cool thing, well, I, it's not yeah. cool. Well, it is a cool thing about, um, relationships and inevitably breakups is you learn a lot about yourself. And I know that's really cliche. No, and when true. I started so dating true. the first person I yeah. dated, I'm like, so sure of myself. I was 15, which is like the time where you're most confident in yourself out of any time in the, in, in the yeah, world. Six, 15, like 16. you think you are you have it all together and I clearly fucking didn't right. um and so I took that into my next relationship so I'm like I, now that I know this I'm gonna have an awesome relationship and then yeah. that one fell apart but I also kind of you know you you, you kind you of are up, going up a ladder yeah, yeah it's you pick you, up things as you go along I think that's yeah. the, the silver linings of relationships going sour is that Mm-hmm. You know, I've dated people where I've been cheated on with my best friend. That gave me a lot of trust issues. I've been in a relationship where somebody cheated on me three times, like within three weeks, and I didn't break up with them, even though they straight up told me about it. And yeah. then after that ended, when I caught her cheating on me again, it was just like, I finally blew up and like I learned, it's like, dude, you have to have respect for yourself. You have to learn how mm-hmm. to actually give a fuck about yourself. Yes, Not queen. everything is just for her. Yes. You know? <laughs> like I was always so, okay, I'm going to put 100% of myself into this thing. Uh, I'm going to make this person, you know, see how great I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't leave any room for the other person to grow with me. It was just me wanting to do all the work and wanting to to really shine god i'm so good oh lord that's gooey <laughs> but it was each big breakup that i've had has taught me something very valuable and even though it sucks and you go through a hard time after it ends like you do set yourself yourself up for success later on with whoever else comes along the line and who knows maybe i'm oh man 
I hope Allison isn't going to break my heart soon because I'm sick of learning lessons, but you know what? I'm open to it. <laughs> okay. Other psychological phenomenon that's really cool is human beings naturally um, always think that the pain of something that's going to happen is worse than it actually is when they deal with it. Yep. 100%. That goes like, pain, man. Breaking a leg sounds so terrible. And I would never want it to happen to me, but I like, I trust in this psychological phenomena that it won't be as bad when it happens. I mean, if it happens. I don't know I, about that. I broke my leg. It wasn't that bad. I'm not even. Where are <laughs> like, you? You're not even lying. Yeah. yeah. I broke my leg when I was like 10 years old. And it wasn't Okay. That that's bad. different though. You're 10 and you're resilient yeah. and you're a little boy that wrestles to, with his uncle. Like you can I do anything. I did have to crawl home like three blocks though. That sucks. What? <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. And then my dad didn't take me to the Why hospital because he thought I was like, lying. The <laughs> I was nine. I was like, what's the number for 911? I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> One time I accidentally pressed the, so there was a cross button that was on my landline phone growing up. And there was also a same like plus sign for making the volume louder. Oh. So I was like listening, which is so stupid. <laughs> Granted the the 911 cross was red, but that was the only difference. Um, and so I like I was listening to the voicemails and I was like trying to make it go louder. So I pressed this cross a bunch of times. I get a call and it says like 911 on the um, <laughs> caller ID. And so obviously I don't pick up and I'm like hiding under the desk oh, and God. they leave a voicemail that says, which is like really stupid if I was being kidnapped or something they shouldn't leave a voicemail but they're like hey um we're we just got a like a bunch of calls from you and so we're gonna send somebody out there unless you pick up and i, I scramble to get to them. Oh, i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> because my mom has always told me like do not call 911 it's less it's an emergency it's really bad jail. if you do that so i'm like crying on the phone i'm like please don't arrest me <laughs> but uh, i don't know how we got there but that was my fun fact. Breaking breakup story I've ever heard is what happened to my cousin recently. Um, he moved in with his girlfriend of like forever. Like they were on and off since they were 13 years old. Hot day. Which, which brings up another thing I want to talk about is y'all's opinion of high school sweethearts. But before that, so they were on and off since they were like 13, but like they've been together most recently for at least four years and they moved in together. He bought a house. She moved into the house. There was one night that she wanted to go out, but he didn't. So she went out with her friends and he like fell asleep on the couch in the living room. You know, it's like a normal house these days, open mm -hmm. floor plan. He wakes up off the couch in the living room to see in the kitchen she had brought some guy home and was literally making out with him in the kitchen. And he's like right there. And he like had to call the cops. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. And the dude was like oh, fighting. Shit. Like, like, holy shit. Talk about a traumatic cheating breakup. What the? How, right in the same room? That's funny. Yes. That's bold. Did she just She must forget? have been on something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. So <laughs> what up. the? Yeah, I knew we shouldn't have taken that wall out. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, That's wild. Fucked. That's Give your fucked. Cousin, my condolences. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she could join. Uh, he will join. He. Yeah, join. Tell him to email me. We'll we'll start a club. 
Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that breakup shit. club. Yeah. Bitter, bi- bitter bitches. Yeah. <laughs> bitter bitches. I've been okay. a bitter bitch a time or two. Oh, we all have for sure. Oh, there's, I've definitely had my, my petty moments. I still do, but I try to, I try to. What's like, the most petty thing you've done? Everyone has to go around and say. Okay. It. Okay. Um, That'd be a good icebreaker. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me think about that. Cindy, what That's about the you? time you were the biggest bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when my ex broke up with me, I did one of those letters that you write, but you're not supposed to send, but I actually sent it. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Damn. really think of... <laughs> On his birthday. On his birthday. Nice. <laughs> yes. Lick the stamp and everything. Good <laughs> Lord. Oh, actually, that I gave was... it to his best friend to give it to him. <laughs> oh, his best shit. friend actually did it. Happy birthday. You're a piece of shit. there is that that one time when um i was a server at this breakfast place and uh these two servers who would go in before me they would like fill up my entire section so i couldn't have a table for like two hours after i got there and then after like four times of this happening (laughs) i told martin this story (laughs) uh i went and i threw all of their tip receipts away (laughs) in the garbage yeah, yeah, I like tore him up. I told my manager like three times in a row and nothing ever happened. So I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And so I threw their tips away and then I walked out. That's an awesome quitting story. <laughs> I love quitting stories. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had like a sound board on yeah. that. Like, yeah, <laughs> we need to invest in a sound board. Yeah, that, we need yeah. to start thinking about really it. do. <laughs> we need a sponsor first. Yeah, that's <laughs> at Tinder sponsor us. <laughs> at Tinder. At aha. Uh-huh. Humble. At- oh, I must said humble. Is it Bumble? There's so many <laughs> now. It's like so. It's so many. Yeah, they're all eating each other Bumble. up. eHarmony is still like trying to Dude, make it out there, but farmers they're, only. They're struggling. Baby. Farmers only. It farmers ain't much, only, but it's baby. honest, baby. <laughs> hell yeah! If you yeah, want a whole lot of hell yeah, hell yeah. farmers only. <laughs> Hi, I'm Blake Shelton with <laughs> I could see him definitely being, being the, the spokesperson. spokesperson. Yeah, 100%. Gwen Stefani yeah, he's going to tell everyone that he met, he met Gwen on farmersonly.com. <laughs> met Gwen Stefani. Stefani. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, funny. Goodness. Well, uh, do we have do we have any more things we want to discuss? Should we do a game? You're hosting, but we can give rapid fires to you if you want. I, I actually was, I was thinking, would you rather? Love it. Would okay. you rather? Love would you it. Rather? I was going to say my last thing is that we all have our significant others' exes to thank and our future significant others' exes because, Cuter, when you said that you like take something new from a breakup, I feel like you can thank Allison. Is Allison her name? Mm-hmm. So you can thank Allison's ex-boyfriend because you wouldn't have her now. And she's probably nice a better girlfriend now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know for a she's fact that Austin was a shitty person when he was dating his ex. That's wild. And now you, everyone not. starts he's... off pretty shitty until yeah, you get that's your true. Like, life destroyed. <laughs> Unless you're Catholic because you're baptized you're and you're cleansed of your original sin. <laughs> Don't get me and started And then you're just told that. that you're a guilty, human, awful person for the rest of your life. 
Okay. Would you rather purple ketchup be Ooh. the only kind of ketchup that you can ever use again or have to drink really, really, really cold water all the time? Oh, I fucking despise ketchup. I'll take the water. That's I'll why. take the water too. Just, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan I don't of think ketchup. you guys understand how cold this water is. Oh, ketchup. frigid, baby. <laughs> Give it to I me. I mean, I guess it can't really be colder than 32 degrees, yeah, right? Give me yeah. the ice, baby. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to lick that ice cube. Okay, yeah, I would totally go ketchup. I miss nah. the fuck out of purple ketchup. Purple Ew, ketchup. It's that's that's like the, almost worse than green ketchup. Dude, if you <laughs> would have said... Mayo I like that they call it easy squirt ketchup because easy like squirt. all ketchup <laughs> is easy to squirt. Like there is nothing easier about easy squirt. <laughs> oh God. I just don't. <laughs> Would you rather uh, your boyfriend or girlfriend has a tattoo of their ex-boyfriend or girlfriend? Mm. Face or name? Face. Face. And name. And face name. and name. Why, why the fuck not? It's a portrait. <laughs> or tell your parents that you met each other at an orgy. Tattoo. Tattoo, really? I do not have uh, parents like that. I would say orgy. <laughs> What's going cool on, mom parents? and dad? You'll never met. You'll never guess who I met. <laughs> What's that? You're breaking up, pains. Just try again. I would to tell the truth to your parents, but I guess that's the whole point of the would you rather. Yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely rather tell my parents because I think my my parents call me like the free spirited, like go with whatever the flow child. So I think if I told them that, they'd be like, huh, what else I is new? Like, yeah, like like <laughs> it, that's so different for guys versus girls, though. Like. Honestly, I would take the tattoo. Just so I can draw like stupid shit on it all the time. Yeah, like a mustache or yeah. something. I'd like black out some teeth, put a unibrow, or like a little penis in his mouth. <laughs> like, I couldn't wait. Absolutely, that's, that's funny. A good I one. like that. Uh, all right, Martin, your turn. Would you rather? Um, oh, why is it so hard? It is really hard. I had to hence write why, that down. Hence yesterday. why my decisions, my my choices were really stupid. Same one if you want to keep it. Okay. Yeah, I can I can give you uh would you rather uh never have a significant other or ever like and that 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 includes never having sex again either, like just be totally by yourself or alone mm-hmm. or have the most clingiest person. Always on you at all times. Oh, that's a really good one. (laughs) (laughs) I say alone because I have uh, other things in this world that make me like not as happy as like a perfect loving relationship makes me happy, but like close yeah yeah no and i agree if i, I could agree. like own a big plot of land and have uh, like cows and sheep and horses and stuff like horses and never have sex again <laughs> oh, God. i would still be pretty happy are you allowed to masturbate three times a day if you want yeah i was gonna say then yeah oh i totally without a doubt then. yeah i'd have nothing okay <laughs> 
there's some people out there that would choose the clingy though i feel like. oh, honestly, for sure. i thought about choosing the clingy just because okay if they're clingy all the time that means that they'll never leave so i can just run off and run away and do whatever i want for a little while and then just i realized back. no i realized i do like well, i feel like when you Jordan. start to date you're you're, you're really concerned about like not appearing clingy and feeling and, and wanting to appear like you're really cool and independent but over the years I've learned that I, I kind of am a clingy person so like my boyfriend and I are pretty clingy to each other mm-hmm. um we actually fun fact we actually moved in after only four months of dating nice um I think and same. luckily it's actually worked out um although I had like a lot of fears that it wouldn't because I had a ton of people saying like you can't move in like that soon but whatever it's worked yeah. out for us but um there were other relationships where I was pretending to be really cool with not being clingy and like Miss Independent and it, I didn't like it I just didn't like it I-N-D-E-P-E-N-T know what that does anybody know remember that song? I was I was about to sing that, but instead of that, I was going to sing, sing respect. I was just <laughs> going like, to say respect. That's not right. That's okay. <laughs> Wait, yeah. What's your favorite spelling song? I like Glamorous by Fergie. G. Yeah. A. M. I like the alphabet. That's pretty good. That's a classic. It's a pretty solid one. I like that you can say the alphabet in so many different ways, like in so many different melodies of songs. What do you mean? Yeah, I've never heard like, it sung like any other twinkle, way. Than twinkle, 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 little star. That's yeah. Alphabet. That's the only song I've heard it to. What else can you sing it to? Uh, and then like row, row, you, row your boat. Yeah. A B C E D F. No, you can't do that. I think what you're saying is there's a lot of other songs that are to the same tune as A B C. You can yeah. sing the F- alphabet ba, in ba, any. Yeah. No, but no, row, row your boat is not the same tune. You cannot sing the. You cannot sing. Twinkle, twinkle, no, it goes row, row, row. row you're A B C E D F G H I J. See that you're I doing it. B F C D J. Who taught you the alphabet? <laughs> okay, so I'll try singing it to row, row your boat. It's really hard. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Martin. <laughs> Yeah, Hoodoo, you definitely can't sing it to Row, Row, Row Your Boat. You I don't know. I don't know why I have to say Row, Row, Row Your Boat every time. I can't just say Row Your Boat. D, C, D, E, F, C, H, I, J, K. Exactly. You're doing it. Oh, that's so funny. All right, Haynes, I think that just leaves you. Would you rather date? Someone, or marry someone who's literally like about to die. It's very sick. Or do they have money? Yeah, they old and rich. No. Oh, okay. But am I dating them long enough to fall in love? Like fault in your stars? Yes, you're in love with them, and you just married you. You are marrying them, and they could die. They have terminal cancer. Ugh. Or would you rather marry? And they're poor. But you're oh. very in love. Or would you rather marry like the most toxic, rich person? Do I get spoiled in the meantime? Healthy. Yeah. Can I do my own thing, or do I have to just like fall for everything they throw at me? And, like you have to live together and like. That's cool, yeah. dude. I'd that probably, sounds like I'm most marriages already. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like that's my worst nightmare, but I'll do it for the money. No, <laughs> I think the toxicity rather than the true love and the death. 
I would take yeah. the true love I'll and take, the death I'll take the love. because the love. that's just another breakup. Oh, I mean, yeah. like it's just, like that's a way of breaking up. Um, at the end of the they day, and, ah, and you hate so, to see it happen. True, but <laughs> like that's, that's a valid reason one. to break up. So, like, yeah, you would. I would just, just, just want to go through it. No, you, it would. It would suck. Would you rather your true love die or your true love break up with you? Break are up you with te- me. Are I you technically broken up? I don't even really want any of my exes to die. I mean, not un- like unnaturally, of course, or painfully. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess that, that's a good question, Hooter. But yeah, no, broken up? like spiritually, yeah. I guess not. Are but you, then again, you if, if, if you had to follow those rules, then technically we're all still dating our exes. I mean, you could break up with them after that. Yes. Like, yeah, no, it only takes one person to decide. Go to, go to the funeral? Like if you're married. Um, I don't know much about marriage. You don't but... have to file a divorce if your significant other dies. Yeah, you're just a widow or a widow or whatever. Yeah. Do you Hell get any yeah. sort of benefits for that, like legally? Being a widow? Uh, uh, you get funeral bills. That's pretty nice. <laughs> Dude, oh, I get... Benefits. So I still have my Yahoo um, email account, <laughs> which is like where all the spam goes to. I oh, get yeah. flooded with emails telling me to buy funeral insurance every day. And they... they the, the subject line of the email is always like the final expense in all caps. It's just a funny thing to like name something like the final, the, you know, the you final guys... frontier. Now we have the final expense. Do you watch the midnight gospel on uh, Netflix? I do not. I absolutely recommend it. It's so good. It's it like is. the same people who animated adventure time. Uh, but it's this podcaster, uh, Duncan Trussell. Uh, Marty, hey, you got so, it. Yeah. And uh, like the last episode of the first season is so good. It's just him talking to his mom, like who died in real life. And she's like kind of giving him, you know, everything that happens, you know, as she's diagnosed with cancer. And she's just like, yeah, uh, they told me I had six months to live. Then they gave me a card to a funeral home and just said, oh, yeah, I'll be $750. Make this your last big purchase or some shit like that. And it, but I'm saying that like it's really, really sad and gross. It is sad, but it's such a good show. I, I think it. millennials it are going to be the yeah. ones to change the funeral industry and they're not going to be... Um, Oh, dude, cremate me, baby. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all about cremation, and uh, they apparently now can like turn you into a seed, and you can blossom into a tree. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of tree that. would you want to be? A weeping willow. Ooh. Wow, Not sad. because it's sad that I'm dead, but because I just think they're really pretty trees, they and are nice. they thrive when they're by water. So hopefully, I would be planted by water, and I just like water. So. Cool. 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 Hmm. Um. I don't know if y'all saw, but Haynes just t- typed that her computer's about to die. Oh, shit. Sorry, uh, homie. All right. Yeah, we can. Well, uh... <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> well, thank this you guys so much. This date's not really going so well. I have yeah. to go walk my dog. <laughs> gotta go walk her dog. <laughs> she brought it back. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, y'all are a treat to talk to. I hope like this isn't the end of our of our ventures together. No way. Awesome. Great. I, I want to never going to talk. We're again, not breaking so up. Just, I want to keep y'all in the loop. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Wanna, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. I want some cool shit. Send jokes about Martin's laugh and just have a good time. But uh, <laughs> this is too deep for me. I can't handle it. No, this was awesome. I'm so happy we're able to collab and um, definitely want to do it again in the future. Yeah. <laughs> we can't really I hear what you're no saying. No idea what you just said. <laughs>
but I, I agree with I think you. Your yeah. AirPods are dying too. But, but uh, everyone, please uh, make sure you check out these lovely ladies at Straight from the Tap podcast. It's really good. I've enjoyed. I've listened. I think three or four episodes now, and I've really enjoyed them. Uh, they're really fun. They're really cool. Uh, Martin, he's as beautiful as always. Uh, hey. Me, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> but feel free to email us at almostcoolpod at gmail.com. Follow Martin at creation underscore of Martin. Follow me at Jordan Hooter underscore. And follow them at straight from the tap pod on Instagram as well. Uh, and I hope everyone has a beautiful rest of their day. It's almost Thursday. (laughs) It's almost Thursday. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you. Bye.